0: Nadir, of course, the mining in Daba, we have to look at what's going on there. Mineral Resources Minister Advocate Nwanko Ramatlodi speaking at the mining in Daba yesterday. Your comments on some of the issues that he touched on.
1: Yeah, you know, Sakina, I think the bottom line is that he's trying to provide some degree of confidence to the business sector and to foreign investors looking to invest in South Africa's resource sector. You know, obviously, it's come under a lot of negative publicity um, over the last three years or so with a striking action and the violent striking action, um, and this compounded by the fact that, uh, you know, we have an unstable electricity supply and uh, also massively declining commodity prices in the global market. So, all factors have been conspiring against resource uh, uh, resource investments or mining investments, and uh, you know, really speaking, we've seen the results of that with a lot of the large mining companies cutting back massively on uh, investment plans, and in fact, they're uh, thinking of even scrapping current mining production, which is uh, not, which is not cost effective. You know, so I think um, it was really important for resources mineral resources minister Gawaka Ramaklodi to sort of allay some of these. Fears, and you know, I think uh, a, a lot of the tone of what he had to say was allaying these fears and creating confidence in business. That uh, you know, South Africa is on the right path with regards to resolving some of these issues and attracting investment. So, some of the things he mentioned was um, the, uh, the the referring of of, of the mineral. And petroleum resource development bill back to Parliament. That's basically um, the, that's basically with reference to the fracking of uh, gas, which will happen in, in in the Karoo, and you know the stake that government will be taking there, and how much they're entitled to buy um, at a point after that. You know, and there's been a lot of uncertainty with regards to that, and there's been a lot of delays with regards to um, foreign companies investing in fracking in the in in the in the Karoo um, on the back of the fact that you know there's a bit of uncertainty as to how much exactly government could increase their stake by after getting an initial twenty percent stake for free you know so i think it's going to be um consultative between uh investors and 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 government you know i don't think that the twenty percent stake that government wants for free is going to necessarily go away but you know that's not that's not necessarily a bad thing because the people of South Africa can benefit from the resources of the land. But at the same time, you know you've got to provide some degree of certainty to investors putting up billions of dollars of capital into or into into these projects of, of fracking and searching for um, for for energy and and, and gas. And uh, you know especially when commodity prices are as depressed as they are in global markets, you know that companies are already reluctant to invest even within a stable environment so um, you know I think that was pretty important and then with regards to violent labor action, you know he did not mint, uh, he did not mince his words at all. Um, he mentioned that uh Persecutors and, and and perpetrators of, of, of violent action um, with regards to with regards to labour relations in South Africa will face the full might of the law. And um, you know the, he he spoke out very strongly against uh, violence within within um, within labour unrest. You know, so I think uh, that was that was pretty encouraging as well. So all in all, it was really about uh, reassuring international investors and also talking about. Uh, some of the energy products South Africa plan to bring online over the next couple of years to stabilize electricity supply. So, you know, all in all, um, a very positive message from the Mineral Resources Minister.
0: But then, of course, uh, that places a lot of emphasis on uh, what is to come on the 25th of February, because that's when our Finance Minister will table his budget speech.
1: Absolutely correct, Sakina. And you know, I think uh, it's one of the most important budget speeches since democracy. You know, South Africa is not in a great space um, internationally, and in terms of their finances. You know, if you look at our budget deficit, it's ballooning somewhat. at uh, over five percent or around five percent of GDP, which is really not a great number. Um, if we look at our debt to GDP, it's now in excess of forty-five percent, which is well above uh, where government forecasted it to be just a couple of years ago, and that's really on the back of slow growth resulting in lower than expected tax collections. So, you know, I think um, I think in Clinton, he spoke uh, spoke the tough talk at the medium-term budget uh, policy statements, um, and you know, the, the the markets really liked what he had to say. You know, I mean, he talked about uh, reforms raising some 27 billion or, or um, some 27 billion rand in in revenue for government, um, and you know, it, it, I think the bottom line is that South Africa is going to have to see a tax increase somewhere along the line. Uh, you know, the, the question is where is it going to come is it going to come from VAT? Is it going to come from uh, personal income taxes? And you know, I think there's been numerous studies done and numerous recommendations made to government that. You know, it will be far more efficient if the increase in taxes came through VAT, increasing VAT as opposed to personal income tax. And you know, if we look at some of the numbers, it becomes obvious why it would be more efficient to increase VAT. First of all, it's very cheap, easy, and co- uh, cheap, um, easy, and, and 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 very administratively effective to just to collect VAT, whereas it's a a bit more cost, uh, it's a bit more costly and a bit more of an administration nightmare to collect personal income tax, so that's the first reason. The second reason is that South Africa ranks fairly highly globally in terms of our tax to GDP ratio um, at around 27%, um, which ranks us as the 10th highest tax to GDP ratio country, far above the African average of around 15%. and the European average also, also below, where the, uh, also uh, far below where the South African average is. Now we're not saying European countries are a benchmark because we all know what, what issues they're going through. But the bottom line is that South Africa is high in terms of a, a tax to GDP ratio globally. And then the third reason is that um, you know it, it will have it will have positive knock-on effects if we increase the VAT rate. You know what what's going to happen is that you taxing consumption. So essentially, indirectly, you promoting save, or you encouraging saving, and if you, as opposed to discouraging saving, and we know that every with a multiplier effect on GDP, every one rand which is spent on consumption results to results in a less than one rand increase in GDP, whereas every one rand um, which which is saved in the economy translates to a more than three rand increase in GDP. So the multiplier effect of saving is far greater than the multiplier effect of consumption. So you know, I think um, it's not always about the, about the arithmetic, unfortunately. You know, I think in La Nene is under a lot of political pressure to do what's politically experienced, but, you know, I think um, that collection is certainly the more efficient route to go and would, in fact, raise double the amount, which are an increase in personal income tax would raise. So if we raise personal income tax for the highest bracket from 40 to 45%, government would collect an additional 8 uh, eight to two, eight to nine billion rand in revenue, whereas if you um, increase the VAT rate from 14 to 15 percent, governments would increase tax revenue by 16 billion rand annually. So you know it seems to be fair, it, it seems to be. Um, fairly consistent that that an increase in that would be, would be the way to go, but let's see what comes out of the budget speech.
0: Indeed. We're going to leave it there, and tomorrow we'll touch on uh, the uh, Apple story. Apple now worth over $700 billion, making it the first ever U.S. company to break that cap, and we'll speak about that tomorrow.